we should tell people that they, ha- if they are interested in hunting with Mark or your dad, <laughs> you'll get an op- opportunity and it'll be more than one hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll get two, two days with Mark, two days with Terry and the Missouri place. Yeah. Yep. And any weapon of your choice, meaning firearm or, or archery at Laddle. Yeah. I would crap myself if somebody came in and they're like, hey, you said weapon of your I'm choice. I'm a traditional guy. I'm, I'm coming in with Adelow. <laughs> this segment of DOD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, episode number 175. Officially, we get 80% less silliness on the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to say 80% more because we don't have a guest. <laughs> we will have a guest on the next episode. That's right. And there'll probably be less silliness with that. So, that there won't be any fart sounds on the next podcast. Unless they're real. <laughs> well, and they slip out accidentally <laughs> just from <laughs> Did you see that Biden, the Biden interview where he actually farted on camera? No, I missed it. Yeah, it was, it was, and you could tell like he stopped talking oh yeah i have seen that i have seen that it's coming it went and it happens man everybody's been in class and those old wooden desks (laughs) wooden (laughs) seats on the desk in the grade school reverberates like what about when you had to do sit-ups and like someone had to hold your feet down (laughs) you know one hour later Suck it, Tim. <laughs> Over oh. out of my cold, dead hands while you take the part. <laughs> you got to stand for something, right? Or else you'll fall for yeah, anything. Yeah. Whatever. That's I couldn't Aaron pick up it. for you. Um, well, it, I'm a little slap happy. Deer season is in effect. Yeah, you've gone like 15 times already. Yeah, start early. Why not? <laughs> morning hunt? The hell with it. I'm going in. I have not done a morning hunt. Although years past, I have. Yeah. I'm not above it. In fact, my trail camera pictures tell me that had I been out on the morning of the 15th, the G3 buck, the safe buck, would have was standing right in front of my stand. Would you have been hunting that stand? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I told you not to. I hunted it that evening. <laughs> yep. So well, nice hey, job. can't win them all. No, Tim. or any of them. <laughs> well, I haven't gone. Okay. Okay. I, di- I I take that back. I've gone one time. Do you, do you want me to tell the story of hunting at Mark's place? No, God, please. No, no, no. Kind of. Okay. It's going to make me jealous because. Well, no, not my version of it. <laughs> okay. So we had a photo shoot. At Mark's um, for the new Matthews bows and new you know gear, we have some new Syncrusher gear. Just in general, once a year or once every other year, we try to do a new photo and video shoot to catch up with B roll and content that we just Your need for face. exactly that never get. It's weird because we none get better looking except for Taylor. The rest of us just age. Well, let's be nice. Let's be nice. We don't have to go there. I mean, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. So anyhow, we go up, we had a photo shoot and uh, we, so we went up to Iowa. Mark's Iowa places, maybe 30, 40 minutes north of the Missouri, Iowa border. Sure. So he's got a farm and some leases and stuff on uh, just south of the border uh, there in Missouri. So what they do a lot of times is they'll go down and hunt Missouri and then pop back up and stay in Iowa. So anyway, so we were doing our photo shoot and uh, we got everything done and, you know, all of us have a tag, obviously. So he split up 
all the groups because the the weather was pretty deluxe this past yeah, weekend. And even though we had the dark of the moon, which usually kind of subdues the mo- movement, they always say weather trumps moon. Mm-hmm. That's Mark and Terry's one of their famous lines, weather trumps moon. So even though dark of the moon, usually we don't see great movement. The weather was so good and, and conditions were lining up and pressure, wind speed, you know, the cool temperatures, all those things. So we wanted to put out as many crews as we could. Yeah. So, because phase one of 13 only lasts, I think, till September 24th or somewhere. So, the 15th to the 24th, it's a short mm-hmm. phase, 10 days. And uh, we hadn't had any kills. We had a doe kill, I think, Wade and Perry, which are Mark's farm guys and, and camera guys. They they had a, a doe kill. So, anyway, so Mark splits the crews up. We had uh, Mark and Taylor go out and they had a camera guy, Mike Michael Heffernan. And I think I said his name right. And it's then... Thompson, but- <laughs> and then uh wade no yeah wade and kyle wade's wife they went out to try to get a kill for critical mass yeah and then perry and forrest terry's camera guy they went out and and wait and forrest was filming perry mm-hmm. perry's new with us they were he was uh, hunting with the mission crossbow and then myself and scott and then brett davis uh we we went out and so mark has a ton of cell cameras out right now. And and in general, this dude is so like keyed into his camera inventory. It's, it is a network and I don't know how he keeps it straight, but they keep it straight. So he had a bunch of really nice deer. You know, I'm, I'm saying like, he's got all these little satellite farms. It might be Mm -hmm. 40 acres, 80 acres, 120 acres that whether he leases it or owns it or whatever, he doesn't really have a, a big central farm anymore uh, in Missouri. Um, So anyway, so we split up, and the farm that I was getting hunt had this great buck on it. I mean, a beautiful, really tall, basically better than anything I got right sure. now. Mine is too short, but he hasn't bit. I haven't had a picture of him, a for sure confirmed picture of him since like August 20th. Which I think. you kind of expect. Yeah. So, yeah, I, unfortunately, I do kind of expect not to have any good pictures once the season hits. Yep. <laughs> so but you can hunt them. Yeah. Them. So anyhow. He's like, I just figured you wouldn't want to hunt because you got that nice deer that, that you're after. I was like, no, I'll go. Don't, don't, don't worry about me. I'll take care of this. So Fine. he has a picture of this deer going into where they call Seymour Hump. It's a place where Taylor killed two really nice Missouri deer the last two seasons in a row. Uh-huh. And I think Mark killed one season before that. I mean, it's like their, their spot, Seymour Hump. And they had just put a new food plot on top of the hump. So the way the terrain, you kind of walk in. There's corn everywhere. There's beans everywhere standing. You know, it's like freaking warm season grasses everywhere. It's like deluxe, you know, it's heaven. And so we walk past this new food pot they just put in that's got radishes on it. It's got a muddy uh, bull on it. And he gave me the choice. He said, look, he's showed up up here last night, you know, just after dark. Mm -hmm. But he went to bed down below in the, in the uh, clover. He went to bed down in the timber at quarter to five. That's he had a picture of him. It's crazy. That he, he was dialed in. I was yeah. like, ah. so I, you know, he and I talked about it. I was like, man, I feel like, you know, this time of year, I'd almost always sit radishes, mm-hmm. but because he had that picture going to bed at quarter to five, I'm like, man, he's right off. He could be right off the, the clover field there in the sure. timber, a couple hundred yards either way. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go down below. Let's give it a shot. And full well knew whatever I picked. <laughs> is going to be wrong. So it's 5 PM. 
He gets there. He tells me how to access it. We he, the, Wade shared on X uh, waypoint with okay. me. He sends me in, and uh, and Scott and Brett, and we go in there, and <clears throat> we're creeping down. We're creeping down. Sure enough, five o'clock. There's this beautiful little three and a half year old buck that he to- he showed me a picture of ten mm-hmm. point, and he's underneath the blind, literally in it's front of a camera eating clover. And so we were probably maybe 50, 60 yards, and and on our way down there, we were sneaking down there. But you know, by the time I could see him, it was too late, and he yeah. we were gonna have to spook him out one way or the other. I mean, we were you weren't gonna shoot spot. that deer. No, yeah. no, but I didn't want to spook him. <laughs> Are you running? Why are you running? So he blew and turned and went into the into the woods, and I knew I knew I was screwed. It's one thing if he runs off; it's yeah. another thing if he blows. Exactly. So he blew and went into the woods, and I thought, "Ah, oh, man, that's gonna hurt us." But it was early enough. I texted Mark. I'm like, "What do you want me to do? You want me to go back up top?" Yeah. <laughs> You serious? Because there's, you know, 200 yards away, we got another option. He's like, no, I'll just stay there. He, he said that he's been there plenty of times when the deer blow and come back out, huh. you know, and it was early enough. I thought something would come back mm-hmm. out. Sit there all night. Nothing. We didn't see anything. Not a thing came back out. Well, <clears throat> on our way back up to get out, Mark told me, he's like, hey, when you walk back out, just have a flashlight going so the deer see you plenty ahead of time oh, okay. and they can run, you know, and they don't sure. get spooked. So as I'm going up, I see like six sets of eyes in the food plot. Great. Like, I, I was just thinking like, <laughs> I wonder if he was up there. So we get up, we get back into good cell service and boom, 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 boom. I'm getting text, 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 text. Everybody that was out shot a buck and we didn't mm-hmm. even see one after we blew the one out of there and i was like gosh dang bit. man what how can you <laughs> go to mark's place it's the only chance that's the first time i've ever hunted with mark or, or at his place oh, really iowa missouri anything it's the first time i've ever hunted his stuff because uh-huh. i've hunted with him before but that was yeah. at dad's you know 15 years ago okay. or whatever and 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 that was always turkey season uh, and I filmed them, I think, kill a deer, one t- a buck one time in Missouri with a gun. So anyways, <clears throat> he, he was, we were kind of laughing. I'm like, man, Mark's food feeding me. I did an interview before we went out mm-hmm. and Mark's like, well, I'll get you a bunch of it. It's the only day of this year, you know? And so we, I get back <laughs> in and he's like, handed. well, maybe next year. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so that was my experience hunting at Mark's. Like literally couldn't have gone any worse. And everyone killed great bucks. Oh, my Taylor's goodness. Taylor's 171. 171. Um, uh, Perry's was 145. Beautiful frame giant. on him. Body, Body was huge. Yeah. Ta- um, Kyle killed a, a beautiful um, management buck. It was an eight-pointer, I think, 125 inches. And <clears throat> it was great. I mean, it was great for everybody. So you enjoyed some fresh air. Yeah, it wasn't really that fresh because it was hot as hell in that blind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were sweating our butts I off. I can't in there. imagine. I, I still I don't think I've ever hunted out of a out of an elevated. I've hunted out of ground blinds. But just being in I was in the deer stand Sunday evening and the sun was coming through just like you know, as it hit the horizon, it was blasting me and it was just hot sitting there. Yeah, well, the close up a bunch of windows and <laughs> Yeah, I, that would that would put be three grown men in a blind and yeah. So, anyways, it was it, 
in general, it was a fun trip. It was nice to get out there. Scott and I kind of joked because we kind of worked out some of the kinks (laughs) on on a piece of dirt that wasn't ours and in a spot where we weren't seeing any deer. We kind of got it. You know, that first time of the year is always a cluster. Uh And especially when you're because Scott brought all my gear up there for me to Iowa. And, you know, it's just like, where's all my stuff and trying to, you've tried to organize before you shipped there's, it up there, but yeah. there's nothing like going through the motions and getting the first hunt of the year out of the way and figuring out where your stuff needs to be in your pack or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So. There's definitely value in that. I, I sat, I've sat three times over the weekend. I took Friday off and, uh, and, and for me, you can obviously, you can get on a really great buck early season. It's possible. But in my mind, I was thinking this is probably going to be more observational. It's going to be figuring out because some of these are new stand locations for me. So just watching to see how the deer move and then just kind of getting comfortable again with all the camera gear and some new goodies I've got in the gear bag. Yeah. Yeah. But I saw a ton of deer, <coughs> had a lot of great encounters, but just not the bucks I'm looking for and pulled some cameras. Got some and, nice deer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. And the one small suburban property that I hunt, I found out that the guy that hunts the neighboring property, which is another nine or 10 acres, got booted from it. Um, he was the guy that was like feeding wildlife, maybe baiting them. I'm not quite sure last season. Um, and uh, and he got asked to leave and he kind of put a put up a big stink about it with the <clears throat> landowner, which is really, which is really unfortunate because she was kind and gracious and let him hunt there for probably five or six years. And it just got me thinking, like, we never really talk about how to handle yourself when you're, when you do not, when you no longer have access to a property. Cause some guys kind of feel like that's, that's my property. I've gotten familiar with it. I know it backwards and forwards. And then when they're told they can't access it, access it anymore, it's, it's hard for them. Well, I think it goes to what kind of person you are in general. If you're a good, decent person, you're, you're going to react appropriately accordingly. And maybe you'll get an opportunity to come back, but let's be honest. If he was doing what he was doing, you know, might not had the straightest set of morals anyway. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's a tough call, you know, as, as, as in the spot you're in, I would be thinking like, Hey, maybe down the road there, there, there will be an opportunity if I can mend some fences and, and show them that not all of us as hunters are like this. Maybe there's an opportunity down the road there to be able to pick up that, that piece as well, whether it's, you know, bringing, you know, some, some deer sausage or wearing y- a cummerbund. <laughs> that would definitely do it. A cummerbund. And dresses up when yeah. he goes hunting. That's right. I mean, but my, I think in all seriousness, there's an opportunity there down the road somewhere. If you can, you know, maybe it's your landowner talks to to them and tells them, you know, how respectful you are. And just, just the fact that there's not someone sitting over there 300 yards away from where I'm sitting because the deer travel, you know, across both of those parcels, uh, is, is a big, is a big deal. No doubt. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited and taking my daughter out this weekend, I think, and she's going to sit in the blind and maybe try to get her first deer. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm very excited. She's excited. Uh, I, we have a running deal where if she kills, she can order as many McDonald's hash browns as she wants. Sweet. That's a pretty good so deal. I think she'll that, get like three in and be like, okay, I can't. Oh, I, I'd order 10 and just give them the <laughs> You're going to eat. I'll make her eat them. Like back in the day when you'd catch kids smoking cigarettes, they'd be like, okay, you're going to smoke the whole pack. Smoke the whole pack. You're going to eat all those hash browns. I mean, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're not bad. I'll help her with them. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about something serious. No. Okay. (laughs) Let's sit here quietly. I want to talk about something serious. Why are chigger bites 
so itchy. Why do you keep touching yourself like that? Because <laughs> we, me feel we, we helped, we went and helped Mark and Taylor track the, her deer. Yep. So we split up in groups to go track as well. And <clears throat> her shot looked great. It's in Deercast now, actually, right, right now. All those shots mm-hmm. will, will be by the time the podcast airs. And you look at that shot. My first instinct was it was maybe a touch low touchback. Just I'm saying like half an inch because mm-hmm. she's she's shooting a little bit of a smaller head compared to the rest of us. It's a one one and a, one and a half inch uh, SS from okay. Rage, and it opened fine. It deployed fine. It was it was even um, it was vertical when it opened opened. You could see the you know the entry there, okay. but they had good blood. They went and tracked and they jumped it right away. They backed out. And That's then a we bad feeling. It, and then we met up with them and we kind of put a game plan together and we went back out there. And so we were tracking this piece that she was on, some, a small, smaller farm. And Mark, I had never been there either, obviously. And when he drove us over there, like it's you're driving through this like windy path that's just big enough for a vehicle mm-hmm. and warm season grasses as high as the vehicle all around you. Wow. And <clears throat> then there's a little food plot that they got. I think it was a uh, non-typical clover as well. And so anyways, we go start tracking and we're going through all those warm season grasses and we're just literally it's over your head and we're, you know, looking for blood, looking for blood. Well, the next day I didn't feel anything that night. And then the next day I was flying home and when I got home, I was like, man, yeah. I'm starting to get itchy. And then, and then by la- by that night, Sunday evening, it was like full blown yesterday, Monday, full blown, like breakout. Uh, my wife, Miranda, she was like, you sure that's chigger bites? Like think it was like po- poison ivy mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm like, yeah, it's chigger bites. And it's like, they're expanding. Like, how's that even work, man? It's like days later, I'm there's new spots are popping up. Really? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't sound like chigger bites if you keep getting new ones. Cause when they bite you, one of our wildlife words from long ago was stylostome. They have like a straw like mouth part. They inject into you and they inject digestive fluids that liquefy your tissue and they suck it out of there like a milkshake. Hmm. Well, and- they got plenty of good milkshake <laughs> for me. Let me tell you, <laughs> Don't they're see. full. <laughs> Nice. And fat. <laughs> and, and so th- that's uh, that's the irritant that they're not like burrowed under your skin like people used to think. They just kind of drink you. Yeah. Well, they drink a lot of me. <laughs> and so I'm paying for it. So anyway, that's why bad I'm news. itching. Yeah. yeah. So, Better than CT. Like, I'd rather have sugar bites than seat. Yeah, certainly. Oh, geez, well, I terrible. guess the worst part of all that is we didn't recover the deer. We So we were... Terry was the only one that didn't hunt. He, he, I guess he's he was kind of like, eh, you boys have at it, ladies and gentlemen. Which is funny because I would assume he would want to go out and at least shoot a doe or something. But. Mm, I think he's, you know, his birthday was Sunday. I think yeah. he's just like, he, he's not on cruise control, but he definitely has not, like used to, he'd be the one guy that would hunt every single day, no matter the temperature. And he'd grind it out 60 days before he killed his first deer, 120, whatever yeah. it took. Well, not anymore. Like he's checking those cell cameras. <laughs> he's seeing there's, he still kind of got the effects of EHD. He's like, eh, I'm good. Mark was yeah. going to put him on a great spot for a big deer. And he's just like, ah, eh, you guys go ahead. And so he stayed back with Tracy and Perry's wife, Marissa, and just hung out. And, yeah. Um, you know, just, just, Chilling. So anyways, they brought all the food to meet up with us and we, Tracy called Mark. She's like, Hey, I'm here. We can't get into the, this, the little place in Missouri that, that they have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so Mark 
left the track job to go get in his truck and go drive over to the house, unlock the house, okay. and come back. But when he left, we all heard a deer like uh, run off. And it could have been any deer, but we kind of all had this weird suspicion. It was her deer, yeah. Taylor's deer. The other really crazy part about this is we're tracking. Dude, fireworks were going crazy. I'm talking 4th of July fireworks. It was boom, 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 boom. There was somebody was having a party somewhere around okay. there. And I swear to you, I think that scared the deer onto staying on because we were uh -huh. tracking him. He was heading off the property. Uh -huh. Then he turned around and came back. We were going in circles, basically. Well, <clears throat> right on the other side of the property that whoever owned that ground, they were shooting off fireworks. And I think that spooked him back so on our side. Weird. Well, so then Confluence. Mark left to go get to let Tracy and dad in. Okay. And we heard this deer run off and then he ran off and circled again. I mean, it was a, we had a total cluster and a nightmare of a blood tracking. Like we were going over our own tracks and it was real. We really jacked it up pretty bad. And so at that point we, we bumped him. So that was two times he was bumped and he was obviously not dead yet. And yeah. so at that point we had to back out and, and you know, we, we, we actually did start losing blood too. I mean, we were down to where we were just, I'm talking like pin drop specs mm. and in that warm season grass, like it was really tough to, to, to track frankly. Yeah. So anyway, so they called tracker John and he came the next day and okay. it, it took him, they went like two miles on that i think it's all in the in their story on the journal and stuff but yeah they took him like two miles and it, it was interesting because i had the onyx uh tracker uh -huh. i was using so that seeing where we were going and we were going in circles and stuff but we were on blood doing that yeah. and i just think we just jacked it up i mean sometimes you know we the hit looked good and we went to track mm -hmm. deer cast track it looked good on there it's one of those things where you're like i think he's dead deer and it was just weird it was just a weird situation and jumping him right out of the gate. I don't think it hurt necessarily because blood, it got that blood pumping out yep. of him. But then there was a certain point where he had betted. I think he just, you know, it kind of clotted up, up yeah. and, and we just kind of ran out. So it was a, it was a mess. It, it kind of sucked. Tracker John. Yeah. I felt bad for Taylor, you know, the deer, of course the coyotes got to him, but we mm -hmm. did everything we could yeah. that night. And he was just alive still. Sometimes there's just a bad outcome. Like no matter yeah. what you do, it's just, there's just not a great out. I mean, it could have been worse. Could have not, just not recovered the deer, but the fact you guys got them, I mean, bittersweet because the, and they're, I mean, those guys especially, they're big on on wild game and, and that's all they eat through the entire season, deer yeah. season, turkey season. You know, it's so I know that was you know they, they were bummed by that, but it, I don't know that we could have played it any differently than we did mm -hmm. and had any different outcome. Sure. So. Sure. Coyotes got to eat too. Yeah, I actually said that. I go, hey, it just show you we're not the only you know, group in the yeah. ecosystem here. Yeah. Circle so, of life. Yeah. Circle of Way life. Way to throw the cliche in there, Tim. <laughs> That's what I'm known for. All right. Um, we should tell people that they, if they are interested in hunting with Mark or your dad, <laughs> you'll get an op opportunity and it'll be more than one hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll get two, two days with Mark, two days with Terry and the Missouri place. Yeah. Yep. And any weapon of your choice, meaning firearm or, or archery at Laddle. Yeah. I would crap myself if somebody came in and they're like, hey, you said weapon of your I'm choice. I'm a traditional guy. I'm, I'm coming in with Adelow. Primitive, primitive only. Mark, I I could just see Mark's face right oh, now. Oh, yeah. He would have a heart attack. Uh, uh, damn it. <laughs> we lost the moment. You suck, Matt. <laughs> but the, the big giveaway this year in DeerCast is the Can-Am giveaway. 
Can-Am Defender. Plus, yep. Mossy Oak, we sat sat down for, I don't know, we took like a half hour tricking it out with yeah. rack, gun racks and yeah. all kinds of accessories. Uh, so Can-Am Defender and then a, a chance to hunt with Mark and Terry. Yeah, so it's, a, it's one, you sign up once, but it's two different giveaways. So there's, you know, I guess there's a chance that one guy could win both. We're not yeah. saying you can't, but you know, th- there's a chance for two winners here. It's one giveaway. You go into DeerCast, you got to have an updated version of the app and you go in there and on the lower right-hand side, it says giveaway. You click the button and then you just, you tap on a little link that we have there. It says enter now, fill out a farm. Yes. We need your email. Yes. We need your phone number. Cause gotta yes, get a hold of you. we got to get a hold of you. If you win, uh, I promise you, we won't spam you, <laughs> yeah. which is a concern for everybody in today's day and age. So it's a, a cool giveaway. It's, We're going to give people always ask us about like, they'd love to hunt with Mark. And yeah. Terry. The can am is going to be given away around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then the hunt with Mark and Terry, we're going to let roll all the way through next June or July. Yeah. End of July. Yeah. We'll, we'll and, make that. and we'll pull that and the hunt will be far fall of 2021. So you can prepare. Yep. Yeah. Mentally so. prepare. <laughs> so update your deer cast, make sure you get the option to give away yeah. and, uh, and get entered. Yeah. Definitely. Pretty cool. You know, th- there's something I do want to talk about. It is a little serious. I don't know that a lot of outdoorsmen know about red flag laws. Um, but these, I can't uh, read. No. <laughs> well, let me tell you about it. So you don't have to read about it. <laughs> let Mark know what the red flag <laughs> so laws. So red flag laws are, uh, there's 20 some states that have these, but it's essentially, and if you care about the second amendment and hunting in general, this, this should concern you. It's, it's essentially like, say I have concerns about your mental health or maybe you just did something to me and I don't like you now. Wow. I can I can petition a court to have them remove your firearms. Oh, I have heard of that. Until yeah. you can prove, so the burden of proof is on you uh, that you are <laughs> that you can have that you can exercise your Second Amendment. I'm not crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's weird because it's 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 it kind of puts a person in a situation where you are guilty until proven innocent, which is basically society today. Kind of, yeah. If <laughs> I mean, enough that's, people get on you. Look, that's social media in 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 a nutshell. You're guilty mm-hmm. until proven yeah. innocent. Now, in, in most these states, you've got about 21 days. There's a 21 day window where they will have some type of hearing where you will have to go and you'll have to present evidence that I'm not insane. Look, I'm I not a danger. Paid my bills on time this month. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and I have like, a mortgage. Like, I'm an adult. Good luck, because it, it could be a, a he said she said yeah. kind of scenario. But a lot some guys are in the scenario where they get divorced. Yeah, and I can see that their their spouse, their former spouse, is just just wants to get them because they know that they've got a yeah. lot of guns or they 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 cherish their guns. It's scary because that's something where we're totally kind of obfuscating the due process process and now someone has to prove that they're not guilty it's a shame but i mean i get i get where it could come in handy there's a lot of you know the the instance you just gave us a divorce say there's uh, a situation where the the guy's maybe a little bit stalkerist domestic abuse and you need those kind of things to protect people i get it yep but you would think that there would be a little more burden of proof on the person exactly. accusing than, exactly. than, than anything. And, and a few states do have protections for the individual in that, like if you bring if you bring a red flag law against me and it's it's determined that it was done with with ill intent, there's no proof, then there's a penalty for you. 
but only a few states have that. So, um, so you, you really, you have to be aware of, first of all, this is out there and, and, and politicians keep seeking to expand these red flag laws. Hmm. This kind of seems like that yellow card in soccer. <laughs> no, I've never watched soccer. <laughs> Me neither, but I know that you get a, <laughs> you screw up, you get a yellow card and then yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> this one's like a red card though. Cause they're taking away. They're just, they're, they're meeting the, the punishment out on you before you even, because these, these, uh, these hearings happen before you even know they're happening. So one day police could just show up at your door and be like, we have this, we have this, uh, this order, this court order to remove firearms. Here's the information, Yikes. but it's happening and you don't even know that it's, it's in the works. Pretty scary. So, so, you know, I know right now with the political climate, myself included, I would just, I just prefer to check out. Like, I don't want to hear the BS. I don't want to hear the garbage. The problem is these, these issues affect us. Like ultimately they have an impact on us. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of issues that affect us that, uh, that you, you feel like you don't maybe necessarily have a lot of control over, but we're going to have a guy on the podcast. I, we can't say the name yet because it's not totally booked yet, but I think we're going to be filming something this Friday launching next week. That'll be a pretty, it'll be definitely be our biggest podcast ever, biggest guest ever. And I think the insight that he's going to share is a little bit about what, someone is out there doing to help hunters and your rights and the amount of land that you can, you know, hunt and publicly and hunting and all that stuff. So I, you might tease it better than I just did. No, but, nice job. I'm you know, I mean, that's curious who it is now. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited. I think it, it's a big deal for us, uh, you and I specifically to be able to talk to, to I'm, somebody. I'm in, a little nervous. Level. Yeah. So no fart. I, I, well, that's get it out of the way right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we'll see. I, I, I definitely want to do a little homework and get prepared for it, but I'm excited as well. And um, I, I think the, the biggest thing that we can say is, you know, make sure you're registered to vote, you know, because those definitely. things do matter. The people that represent you, if they're putting these types of laws into place that they were elected to be put 100%. there to be put, yep. put these laws into place. So yep. I think that's the point of, of, of who we're going to hopefully have on here mm -hmm. uh, next week. Big show. Yeah. We should talk about some other people that are representing us quite well. In fact, well, we got one some of these shout guys, outs. this other guy, I don't know. I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the good one. Do it. All right. I kind of think they're both good, but yeah, well, I, I got a bone to pick with the second okay. guy. All right. So first one, these are shout outs title. Great podcast. J E mullet 96. I love the name. What's up? Jim mullet. <laughs> one of the few podcasts that never miss an episode. Keep up the great content. Hope it stays that way for a long time. All right, next one. You're going to take this guy. <laughs> the title is okay, and it's from CA from LA. And CA says, sometimes too silly, lose the soundboard. Can't not listen, though. $200 is $200. Yeah. So that's kind of a middle of the road. I mean, it's honest feedback. Yeah. That's what so we want. CA from LA, I'm sorry. I've gotten too much quality content feedback back that said, we love the soundboard. A lot of people have sounded off. Let us know what you think. Leave a review. Most for importantly, us. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and that's really what really matters. I wish I was better at having a conversation with you and being able to do the soundboard <laughs> at the same time. I'm it's, sorry, there's a delay. And walking and chewing gum. It's harder than it's, it looks. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's also help out our buddy Chris from New York. He has this week's question of the day. All right. The question of the day is proudly brought to you by Can-Am. Hunting is what we do. Find a Can-Am to hunt with. All right. Question of the day coming up. 
Hey, Tim and Matt, this is Chris from upstate New York. And my question relates to the skinning, butchering, and processing of a deer. Uh, something I've never done before, and I wanted to um, learn how to do that this year. So my question is, what are the basic tools and equipment that I would need to get started this fall? Thank you. Um, love the show and love the fart noises. <laughs> we love you too, Chris. That's just that, for you. That, that <laughs> wet, wet fart goes out so, to Chris from upstate New York. <laughs> so we did uh, a, a podcast last week, I think. I think it was episode 173 weeks. with Adam Eller. Yeah. So, and, and we probably didn't have an opportunity. I know we didn't really have an opportunity to go over some, some of the tools and, and of the trade there. So, geez, we figured we'd kind of showcase a few things. This is a kit that Outdoor Edge makes called the Wild Pack, eight piece game processing set hard set case two and a half inch caping knife 3.75 gut hook skinner five inch boning fillet knife six inch bone wood saw rib cage spreader uh carbide sharpener gloves so literally just about everything you want but tim's gonna kind of take you through his process i think yeah so so chris awesome i'm glad you're interested in doing that too many people i think are intimidated by the process and if you make a mistake you know, it's not the end of the world. That's that's how you learn. The best thing is to have a buddy that's done it before, do it with you, and then you can walk through and figure it out. Yeah, and because I I kind of stumbled through this process on my own, and uh, and, and it took a while. So uh, first things first, gloves. I like to have a few gloves with me. A well, but you're not place. a man then, Tim. <laughs> I like eating without the smell of deer funk on my fingernails. Yeah. Um, you know, you think about the space where you're going to be working. You want to be comfortable and clean, well lit. A gambrel is important so you can hoist your deer up and work on it. Um, so, and, and then if you can, especially during early season, you want to find some place where you can get the deer in and cold, uh, which is which is hard to do. And you want to try to keep it as dry as possible. Uh, so gloves, definitely. Um, I love a knife with a gut hook on it because that's what you use to unzip them from the yeah. uh, from the ventral surface. So a good gut hook. Um, you want to make sure that you're keeping the deer hair and junk out of there because that'll slow the gut hook down. Um, I also like the... <laughs> The, I use the swing blades. Yeah, that's when, what I use when I'm working because yeah. it's got pretty much the same profile of blade. Because I'll use this. I try not to use a knife a whole lot when I'm actually doing the skinning. Yeah. I try to use my hands, but if I have to, I just like touching touching this rounded blade yeah. to the the parts of the fascia that are still that are still connected. Um, so that and then the uh, the boning knife. You know, it's a little longer. It's got a little bend to it to yeah. kind of work its way, shape its way around the bones. But I, I really, the, the swing blades for me, like it's Can two pieces, everything it's, it's got everything in, in that blade. Um, the, uh, the bone saw is nice for opening up the pelvis. So, uh, so I, I like, I like having Which that. Which we do that typically when we field dress the deer, that's something Mark and dad always have done. They cut that part out typically down right there at the, the tail. Yep. And that helps them spread the legs a little better and, mm -hmm. and, and get the guts out easier. Something else I do is I've got a, like a, like a paving stone in my backyard mm -hmm. that I'll put on the ground, put the deers back on it, like right above their tail. So the, the back end is kind of elevated a little bit. So when I'm sawing away at that pelvis part, it's got some place for the legs to go down farther and that's what helps snap it open. Yeah. So it's just, it's just a little bit of leverage. 
Uh, of the chest spreaders, I, I don't really use those a whole lot. Normally, I just stick my hand up in there and pull everything out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but some of my buddies really like to use the chest spreaders because it op- especially if you want to get them cool quick, that's a great way to to keep them open yeah. so they they cool off. But if there's really not a whole lot to it, you just it's more about practice and confidence with the process, <laughs> which you only get confidence with practice by doing. That's mm-hmm. why I have none. <laughs> yep, yep. So so when you do it, just expect to make a few mistakes. Yeah, expect it to take a little longer than than you want it to. Uh, yeah, like wh- how long are you talking here? Like hour. I know there's probably guys yeah. out there who can do it in 15, 20 minutes, you know, like Adam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I but think for our, us mortals, what were we what are we talking here? For me, and, and it kind of varies between a small dough versus a decent yeah. sized buck because they're just tougher. But I would say probably to field dress, skin, and get hung up is pro- hung up and then skinned out. That's probably an hour tops for me and then to get deboned is probably another hour and a half or yeah. so but i take the time i go between the ribs i get the rib meat yeah. by the time i'm done with it it looks like a vulture got to it so some guys aren't as thorough mat- meticulous as that yeah uh, but but yeah definitely it, i this i hope this doesn't sound like a commercial but the outdoor edge stuff really is and and they they got a, a great, knife they got a knife where it's that replaceable blade where you can actually now have a replaceable blade that's got the boning fillet knife yeah. part on it, the five inch, I think, blade, and you can mm-hmm. switch back and forth. That's pretty handy. The crazy thing is I'm I'm stocked up on replacement blades because these these blades are still such high quality they that, last. that they take a they take a new edge. I like I will sharpen, we talked about this with Adam. I'll sharpen my knife probably two or three times during the course of of the processing. And uh and those those blades are good enough that even though they're replaceable, they last a long time yeah. just on their own. Yeah. So make sure you have a good kit and be ready before you kill. That way you're not scrambling. All right. Let us know how it goes. Good job, Tim. Uh, how about the wildlife work? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. It's right. brought to you by Hunter's Specialty BioStrike Sunaway Spray. Leaves a pleasant aftertaste we have a sponsor tim check it out this is no bs <laughs> usually i make fun of it and we don't Can't have make a fun of it this time we actually do have a sponsor <laughs> for this segment thanks to the folks at, at hunter specialty for they get a special pat on the back <laughs> and matt is going to demonstrate this by spraying it in his eyes to show how it tim in the face <laughs> <laughs> it burns so bad <laughs> yeah all right so Let's this week's word is palatability Palatability, is it A, the flexibility of a whitetail's antlers? B, something this show has none of. Ding, ding. C, the reward of a food source due to its nutritional content. Or D, both B and C. I mean, I guess C would be it, but palatability, I always just think of, do I like the taste? (laughs) Yeah, and a lot of people don't. So you could make the argument that it's D, both B and C, because the show has no palatability. Ah, And touche. And, you know, it's timely because pretty soon a lot of the guys' food plots are going to be coming into that sweet spot of palatability where the deer are going to be hitting them. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that. Like, we, you know, we plan our food plots August 18th, 19th. 
So typically about the time where if we would have gotten the rain by the opening day of the season, 30 days, 45 days, you have good palatability. Well, we planted a lot of radishes and some final forage and stuff like that and didn't get any rain for a couple of weeks. Luckily, we had the Delta X seed coat on it. It is since coming up. We've had a few timely rains. Um, We could really use one more and some sunshine, but it is coming up now. But um, now my only hope is that by the time the beans defoliate, and turn start turning brown and they kind of get off the beans and want another green food source that my plot the timing actually might be good for us to also be good for when that full moon hits october 1st that'd be a killer that's what i'm hoping and we're seeing it like i got a a, a reconnex cell camera on our food plot on all of our food plots but on one of the food plots and it's you could see like when it cools off, the deer are just starting to they hit it like, harder yeah. and harder and harder every time. Like, so I have a feeling that it's going to be money there into September. I'm hoping and looking ahead at the deer cast forecast, it looks pretty good. I'm looking there. at it right now. And yeah. I got a lot of greats next week and it's supposed to warm up this week. So I, you know, everybody's like, God, man, it's going to get hot. I'm like, I actually prefer that right now because change it's going to change and get cold. Yeah. Right there for the full moon, those couple days leading into the full moon, those evening hunts are going to be deluxe. And Mark and Terry talked about it in their September breakdown uh-huh. and pretty much called it. If we get any kind of rain around there, look out. Every mm-hmm. deer on your farm will be moving. Yeah, a lot of northerly winds forecasted during yeah. that time. So it's going to be time to get to the stand. So if you're thinking about taking time off, you want you, still, you want to start making those plans right now. Look ahead. Get into deer cast. Mm-hmm. You get the five-day with the pro. You get the 10-day with the elite. And it's worth the $10 or the $20 a year. It I is. think so. Uh, we think so, but we helped build it. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're a little biased, <laughs> but it's legit, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's talking to deer hunters and that's what we're, mm-hmm. that's what we that's are. What we are. Yep. So. Well, thanks everyone for listening, watching today. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode. We're, Pretty darn excited about it. If you want to leave us a question to answer, just go to juryoutdoors.com slash podcast or click the link in the show notes. Click the send voicemail button and leave your name, location, and a brief question. Thank you, Chris, for doing that this week. All right. We appreciate everybody listening. Season's here. Getting close for those in the other states. It's not open yet. It's about to open in a couple weeks. And uh, hope everybody's being safe. And I hope everybody's having fun. And remember, we love this time of year more than anything. Because we get to shoot deers. That's right. (laughs) All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Peace out. Good job, Tim. The cold open is Matt saying, Chiggers drank a lot of me. (laughs) Every hunt starts with a game plan, like knowing when and what to plant. So get DeerCast and get ahead of your game.